This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to Voice of Change today with myself, Lauren Jacobs, here on Radio K Pulpit. Welcome to the show. You know, I hope that you've been having a blessed January and the first few weeks of 2022. Today, as I reflect on that, I also reflect on the fact that many people's lives have been changed over the last two years. And my guest in particular has an incredible story, a story of losing her husband and also co-authoring a book with her young son on how to, you know, just look at daddy again and to have all these beautiful memories of him, how to have created a safe space for her son to share those memories and also to be empowered through that. And today, that's what we're going to be talking about on the show like i said so many people's lives have been impacted over the last two years even even if your life wasn't impacted over the last two years we do know as human beings we all have this incredible reality that we will all face and that's death the loss of someone that we love whether it be you know a parent a spouse whether it be a child a grandparent whatever that looks like a friend a close friend a best friend a work colleague someone that is close to us someone that has impacted our life someone that we share a special relationship and connection with and you know that impact that grief that reality is something that we learn to live with oftentimes people say that grief doesn't go away you just learn to carry it better and often you know it's our grief that is with us and we find the purposes in it we find the meaning in it and God really is the God of hope and he comes in he's the God of comfort he's the God of our emotions he's the God of everything and he's in it with us and today that's why I'm so excited to have Alicia English with me on the show she's the executive director of the Olive Exchange and in 2016 she was also named editor of the year at the annual South African Publication Forum Awards she was a senior magazine editor launched her career as a young journalist in 1998 23 years later she's got invaluable experience in lots of different things public relations internal communications publishing and on 25th of august that was just last year 2021 she launched a children's book called i miss daddy which as i said she co-authored with her seven-year-old son after her husband passed away from covid19 complications almost a year ago and this is an an empowering book but also a powerful topic that we need to talk about because Alicia shares so much you know on her social media and just through this incredible book I Miss Daddy and so today we are opening up that space on the show for her to come in and share with us so you know if you know someone that's maybe been impacted by COVID in a similar way has lost a loved one or has lost a loved one not even due to COVID but maybe due to other things car accidents cancers illness these things happen in our life tell them tune on in to Cape but we want to give you hope today we want to inspire you today We want to share truth with you. We want to share Alicia's story with you. And so she's with me after this. Alicia, it is so good to have you with me today. I am really, really looking forward to being here with you on Voice of Change, but also hearing your journey, your story. But before we get into that, welcome. And thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Lauren. I'm um, thrilled to be chatting to you today. 
you have written a book that I believe is so important. Now, I just want to say I first read about the book that you have co-authored called I Miss Daddy, which we're going to get into. I read about it actually in one of our local newspapers, and I was really, really intrigued and went on over to the internet to go and find you. <laughs> so I found you, girl. I found you. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is, this is a very, very important book. What is it about? How did this journey come along? I know it's written in memory of your husband. So tell us a bit about that journey. Yes. So um, I'm a Daddy is something, as you mentioned, it's a book that I have co-authored. Um, but the words are primarily those of my seven-year-old son, Matthew, and he's going to be 18 Feb. And it really is about Matthew um, and our family, but more importantly, he's... Um, memories of his dad. Um, my husband, No, actually passed away um, on the 17th of January last year. So wow. next week, Monday, we'll, we'll have, you know, it's the first anniversary of his passing coming up. And he passed away in hospital after three weeks due to COVID-related complications. So the book really is about him and his, his us a little bit, but more so about his dad and him missing his daddy because, you know, um, it was very difficult for him, you know, without his dad because my husband was a very present and very active father, um, not just for him, but also my two other sons. I've got three boys who are... Um, one is 18 and then Matthew is seven and then I've got a three-year-old son as well. So that is what I'm with Daddy is all about. Mm. Wow. This is actually incredible because like you said, next week coming up to the year of the anniversary of his death, but also I saw that you just recently celebrated, you know, it would have been your wedding anniversary. How has this all been for you? This must have been quite a challenging time. Again, the first time celebrating yeah. Christmas without your husband this festive season and this it's it's something that we know a lot of people are experiencing right now a lot of people that we know you know or that we don't know globally have lost loved ones in some capacity but again you know our journeys are so unique and how mm. and and what's been the experience for you and your family over this time you know has it really been almost the sense of God's grace has to carry you really through because this is still it's it's so real losing a loved one it's something that is is forever the person they, they're gone you can't see them you, you're not going to be with them again it's quite an intense reality that many many peace, people are facing yes so it's definitely been um, a tough time. As, uh, as you mentioned, um, on Saturday would have been my 11th wedding anniversary. And last year when um, we celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary, also apart because he was in hospital and mm. because it was in, um, you know, uh, you know, because of COVID and also the time that we were in, um, we couldn't go and visit him at also the last time. I basically saw him and spoke to him was, um, well, when I say saw him, but saw him in person, you know, we was communicating and we were chatting was the morning of the 26th of December mm -hmm. in 2020 when I took him to hospital. So, um, so this year, so last year um, was, you know, it was tough for us because it was our first Christmas without him. Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, I am super, super, um, 
you know, comforted by my family. I've got a great support system, both my own family, my in-laws as well. Mm -hmm. And so um, they have really rallied around myself and my boys this past year. Um, you know, especially my sister-in-law, Dolphine, she's not left my side for mm -hmm. one minute. You know, um, she's she's here. She's really present. My parents, my siblings, you know, um, and, and the support from my family and friends have been really carrying us through. And very importantly, the praise, you know, oh. of my loved ones and, and, and my faith community has really uh, carried us through. Saturday was particularly tough for me. I said I was going to take myself out and, you know, do the whole celebrate my anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, and I took myself for a drive with my three-year-old son. The other two decided to stay at home. And um, and it was tough, you know, the yeah. tears. And I think one of the things that you mentioned is, you know, that person is not there. And so it's really difficult for us now because you, you do miss that hug and that touch. Yeah. And, you know... Um, as I said, Noah was very present in his in his in our kids' lives, and so kicking the ball, I'm I'm the one who's who's got to now kick the ball with him, get into mm. the swimming pool with him, you know. Um, but the the brighter side of it has been the love and support that we've had from our family and friends over this time. I cannot say how I'm going to feel a week from now. Mm. It's sort of we taking it one day at a time, and. Some days we cry and then we laugh again, you know, um, and that's the beauty of, of, of that hope that we have in Christ. I think that's very important to mention that, is that really our faith has also carried us through in this time. Hmm. Wow, Alicia, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that you touched on so many things here. And one that's important, I think, is like you said, some days you laugh, some days there's tears, you know, and I think that that's what a lot of people would say is is part of life when you lose somebody it's the memories of them are with you always they're with you always and some days you have good days some days you have bad days and that's absolutely fine it doesn't mean that you are a bad person or a bad believer and I think that a lot of people need to hear that as well because sometimes people just think okay the person has passed away I need to just get up you know I need to just move on I need to just get strong I need to just kind of like who you would say man up or woman up and I need to just do this you know and I think that that is not always very healthy for us to you know express real grief and have those real moments and and you know have those sacred memories and those safe spaces and I think that what you touch on is so important because some days are good and some days are bad this is how it is you know, this is how it should be. It's not a case of just, hey, you know, I've got to get over this. I've got to get on. And I love what you shared about your family as well. Having that support system kind of made me feel incredibly, you know, moved and emotional hearing that because that in and of itself is such a gift, such a blessing. And I can I can just hear, you know, in, in your voice that, that love that you're being surrounded with. What a gift that is. Uh, I'm really yes. just thinking... That is amazing. Yes. I must also just say, Lauren, I'm also very mindful, you know, and considerate because I do realize that there are many people who are in, in, in my situation and they do not necessarily have that such a great support base, you know. Mm. Um, I've been fortunate enough to get in touch through the book and otherwise also with other um you know, wives or widows, if I can call it that. I mean, it still feels strange for me to refer to myself as a widow. Yeah. But there are many fam, um, uh, you know, wives 
um, or even husbands who have lost their spouses, you know, kids who have lost their parents and they don't necessarily have that family members for whatever reason, you know, um, that may be. And so I'm at the same time, while I, you know, I'm so grateful for, um, for the support that I have, I'm very mindful that there are people who do not have necessarily that. And, mm-hmm. and so when I hear again of, you know, um, uh, women who are with their kids and they don't have that person picking up the kids off the school or somebody to stand in for them when they don't feel, you know, they can get up out of the bed. You know, mm-hmm. I, my heart breaks with them more than for me because, you know, um, I, I cannot imagine what they are going through, even oh. though we're going through something similar. But, you know, when you go through it without support systems, you know, it's even tougher, you know. Yeah. Wow. And again, I'm thinking here that this is very true, what you're talking about. And oftentimes I I realize in life that almost when someone's going through grief, going through loss, sometimes people feel uncomfortable around that person because it's almost like they don't know what to say or they don't know how to be. And so instead of maybe just being there or maybe bringing a meal for someone that doesn't have that support system, people tend to sometimes withdraw a little bit. And then, you know, because they don't really know how to be. They don't know how to be. What, what, what do I say? You know, I've never lost someone. And I'm, now I have, you know, this individual maybe in my church that's lost someone. I don't know how to, what to say to them. I don't know how to engage with them. I really want to be there for them. I want to help. I see that they don't have support. What would you actually say to someone maybe that's listening today that's maybe has that experience of saying, well, I've never lost somebody, but I want to be there for others. Maybe someone in my church, you know, or maybe someone in my in my kids' school, and we want to be there, but I kind of feel uncomfortable because I don't know how to, should I bring them a meal or should I ask them, what would you say? What is it that families and especially women and their children, what is it that they need when they're going through something like this? What can people do to be there for, for families like that? Yes. So I think one of the things is that um, from, from my side, especially, was that I do not necessarily expect everyone to have the words. You know, there are no perfect words to say to comfort somebody because I don't have the words myself and I'm a words person. You know, I don't always even have the words for my own kids. You know, I don't always know what to say to them to comfort them or, you know, help them through what they are going, you know, help them with what they are going through. But I think it's just, you know, that 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 message to say that, you know, um, if there's anything that I can do for you, you know, and if at any time you need something, you know that I am here, don't be afraid to pick up the phone or send me a message, you know, and let me know that, you know, there is something that I can do for you. So it's not so much of, you know, doing um, all the things or taking everything away from that person, because sometimes mm-hmm. on some days you need the company of others and some days you just want to be on your own because you don't yourself know what to do, you know, but it's, it's, it's that reassurance, giving that occasional reassurance that, listen, I am here for you, or especially when there are kids, you know, to sometimes send a message to ask, how are you and your kids doing? You oh. know, sometimes, you know, you know, if you have, you are the surviving parent, you know, you are so focused on your kids, you know, and mm. you forget to take care of yourself or you don't have the strength to take care of yourself. So somebody just, you know, coming alongside and say, you know, I, I, I see the kids are doing well, but how are you, 
you know, mm-hmm. and if you even need to go for a cup of coffee or, you know, you want to just sit quietly and, and, and not say anything or do anything, I'm here for you. Um, but in the practical sense, I think uh, one of the things that I experienced was it was very difficult for me to bring myself even to make a part of food for my family, mm-hmm. especially because mm-hmm. my husband and I were very close and with our kids, you know, we love to spend time together and, you know, as, 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 as many out there, I'm sure can relate, you know, family time, food and family time goes, go together, mm. you know, yes. um, whether it's your favorite pasta, whatever's favorite dish. And, and, and so, but, you know, it was very difficult for me to bring, not because I didn't want to feed my kids, not because I didn't want to give them something healthy, mm. but, you know, the thought of, you know, you, you're dishing up and you know, that person's plate is empty. You're not going to dish that plate for that person or that person is no longer sitting around the table or you're about to make everything in your in your pantry is going to remind you because you're going to see his his favorite or her favorite yeah. you know item or ingredient you know i my husband loved coffee um i i i don't particularly care for coffee <laughs> but my husband loved coffee and you know so whenever i open up you know, the cupboards to make myself a cup of tea, his coffee is always there as a reminder. And yeah. so when people come around, you know, it was difficult for me to even offer them a cup of coffee because that's my husband's coffee, you know? So it's, it's and the idea of, of having to make that part of food. So, so, and some women have to go back to work, you know, parents yes. have to go back to work, you know? So if somebody can offer to, you know, I, I made some, some extra, um, you know, can I come and drop it? for you or you know I've made a few and they can freeze it for the weekend just to reheat it so it's practical things like that sometimes it's just maybe you know coming to see if the kids are okay you know can I take the kids maybe to play um in the park for an hour you know or two you know just maybe you want to also just have a breather so it's those kinds of practical things um and especially when it's around days that you know that um, it's an anniversary or a birthday coming up, you know, just to also be mindful that those days are sensitive. And so instead of necessarily um, buying gifts, it's not about the gifts, it's about the sentiment of support that we need to express and let people know that we are here for you. And, you know, if you need to talk, you know, we are here. And if we can help, please let us know. Because it's very difficult for us, you know, sometimes to even let people know. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, today I'm not having a good day. Um, mm-hmm. But especially in our faith community, because um, we love each other. You know, my, mm-hmm. my, my, my church family, I love them. And the difficult part was that, you know, my husband passed during lockdown. And so um, we couldn't have those funerals that we used to have. Mm-hmm. And so people couldn't mourn, you know, like we would mourn as a family, as a faith community. You know, so a lot of church members couldn't come and offer condolences because of lockdown. So, and in, in, and just their prayers, you know, and sending a message and just saying, you know, I'm praying for you, even though we know we don't, we don't um, advertise when we pray for others. Yeah. But it's just, you know, that little, little bit of comfort to know, you know what, somebody is actually lifting up my arms when I feel I am, I'm weak. Yeah. Sure, I love everything that you just shared, Alicia. Thank you so much as well for for just sharing, for giving us tools today as well, because I I do know that a lot of people are are sitting and saying, we want to be there for the people we love and care about and in their loss, in their grief. 
um, sometimes we just don't know how, you know, and you hear people ask, how should I do that? And you've helped us understand that today, what we should do. And also that is so important, what you mentioned about the lockdown and about the funerals. Communities could not grieve together. That is a massive big deal. And, and it's the reality that that was taken away, you know, and th that changed. And that mourning and that funeral, it's part of the process. It's part of the reality. And like you said, faith communities that love each other, that grieve together, that are in it together. It should be like yeah. that, you know. And I think this is just very, very powerful. We're going to take a really quick music break because I kind of want the listeners to just kind of think now, you know, just to maybe stop and think, is there ways that I can be there for people that I love and care for right now? You know, even in my faith community that's maybe going through something or maybe I'm the one that's going through something. Maybe I'm the one that's going through grief and loss. And what is it that, that I'm needing right now? You know, is it just someone sit with me in this? Is it something practical that I need? You know, I want to give the listeners that space. So we're going to go to a really quick song break, but we don't want you to go anywhere because Alicia is still with me. And we're going to get back into talking about this incredible book and, you know, more about, you know, children and the grief that they experience. And so don't go anywhere. Enjoy some music and see you after this. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, here on Voice of Change today on Radio K Pulpit. Welcome to the show. If you're just joining, I'm with Alicia English and we're talking about her book that she co-authored with her son called I Miss Daddy, written in memory of her husband, Noel, who passed away a year ago through COVID-19 complications. Maybe that is part of such a similar story that maybe some of you have, you know, a similar journey, a similar reality that's facing you today. So we want to welcome you into the space with us today. Leisha's with me talking about the reality of the book, which we're going to touch on again. And, you know, just what we need to consider about grief. And Alicia, you know, part of this writing this book with your son was creating that safe space for him to express those memories of his father. And I think that that is incredibly precious and it's so sacred in a way, but also so healthy in healing and in being able to express those memories. Was this something that you kind of witnessed and kind of saw was going to be necessary? Because it's a very, very unique thing to do, isn't it? To have you know a book written like this probably in the beginning you didn't think it was a book but this is such a unique beautiful way to be able to express those memories yeah so initially um what had happened was that i um had actually quit my day job a few months after my husband's passing and i was sitting at home with my my boys and matthew was drawing you know he had his crayons and he was drawing um some pics of the family and we were talking and just, you know, reminiscing about his dad. And he used to tell me, you know, dad was such, you know, daddy was just such a funny guy. And, mm -hmm. you know, and we were talking about all the kinds of things that he and his dad used to do. And, and then he said, you know, I, I, I just really miss daddy. And for me, when I looked at him with the drawing and while we were talking, the idea, you know, was just to actually take his drawings and, and his memories and put it together, Put it together in a book just for him and especially um, the little one also um, Joe who is three and so the intention wasn't necessarily um, to do a book, book on, on such a big scale as we've done now um, but at the same time I must also just add that because you know um, because my husband and I um, you know are both Christians um, you know for me I had to believe that there was no way that I was going to, you know, come to terms with my husband's death without, you know, having the reassurance from God that there is a higher purpose in everything mm -hmm. that 
I'm going through with my kids. And so sort of the struggle, you know, that was happening um, with, you know, um, myself asking God, you know, what is the purpose? What, what must come from this? Because it cannot surely just be us and our grief. And then at the same time, wanted to do something with my kids. And that is where that insight came you know, to actually turn this into a book because I looked at my kids and realized just as much as my kids are going through this, there are many other children who are also missing their dad, mm -hmm. you know. And so out of that, I Miss Daddy was born. And, and so um, for us now with I Miss Daddy, it is really about him giving expression and, to, and for kids out there to have something and also to know that they are not alone, they, you know, because they're sitting with this feelings mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do with those feelings, you know, mm. and, um, and how do they express themselves? Is there, is there that kind of safety um, net or that environment where they are free to express themselves? And so, you know, that is where I Miss Daddy came about, you know, not necessarily with the intention to do it as big as it is now, mm. well, small, but not necessarily with the idea to do it, you know, professionally illustrated and, you know, have it printed and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But it is it is something that has just flown, um, come about quite naturally. And for me, that is once again, just a demonstration of the hand of God, you oh, know, okay. that he has made it possible. If I think if I had wanted to do it, you know, um, from a commercial point of view, I don't think it would have grown um, as much as it has grown in the space of, I think, four or five months since we've launched the book in August. Mm. Sure, that's incredible. And I think it's so important as well. I know that a big part of this journey for you has been donating books, donating books for children to schools. And I think I was thinking yeah. while you were talking how important this would be, even in a school situation, how teachers can use this book, especially for children who have lost a loved one. You know, it could be a grandmother, it could be a grandfather, you know, a parent, someone that is very special to them. This book is kind of a real a tool that can be used. Tell us a bit about this. How, how did it come about that you wanted to donate these books? Because I saw that you donated literally a thousand books and it was like incredible. This is like you said just now, it, it, it is actually become quite a big reality, a big thing. And it's so important. This is this is pretty special. Yes, so so we were able to print 3,000 copies of the book um, in August and we launched it, as I mentioned, on what would have been my husband's uh, 46th birthday on the 25th of August last year. And so what we had determined to do was, um, uh, you know, to donate a thousand books, which I did in the month of September. We mm -hmm. donated a thousand books to schools, primary schools in Mitchell's Plain. And I started in Mitchell's Plain because I live here and mm -hmm. my, my, my uh, son attends school in Mitchell's Plain. So we donated um, the books to schools and we targeted the schools, especially because I felt that by donating it to the school libraries, more children will have access to the books versus me yeah. just you know, donating the book to a thousand kids individually, you know, it would only be that yeah. child. Whereas now, um, you know, the, the book can be read by, by, by so many more children. And, and the responses have been amazing. Um, and as you mentioned, it is also something that, you know, the teachers can use in the classroom because, for example, Matthew's dad, my husband died, um, you know, 
on the 17th of January during school holidays. So when he started grade one, it was a new teacher who had no relationship with him, did not necessarily know anything about him and our family. And so I wanted also, you know, him to be able to, to him to know that if he feels sad in the classroom, he should be able to tell his teacher, you know, I'm yeah. feeling sad because my daddy died because I didn't want the teacher to think that this child is just throwing a tantrum and, you know, is not mm. um, wanting to, to, to obey, you know, instructions, etc. So it was important for us even to bring the, that messaging into the book, you know, that the child can know that if they are feeling sad or overwhelmed in the classroom, that they should be able to go and tell the teacher, I'm feeling a bit sad. And the yeah. teacher will then have that understanding, but this child is grieving. And so there are going to be times that, you know, this child is going to um, not be able to concentrate yeah. in the classroom, you know, because I experienced that as an adult, I couldn't concentrate on my work. Yeah. And then I actually resigned, you know, because I couldn't focus and, you know, I was starting to forget things. So how much more our kids who do not understand and they don't, don't have the emotional maturity to articulate necessarily what they are going through. And so, so it was very important for us to, to include those type of messaging in the book. And again, the words are 95% Matthew's words, you know. Oh. So he makes mention of, of telling his teacher and he talks about the grief counselor in the, in the book as well. So it was those kind of messaging that, you know, we wanted to communicate so that teachers have a tool that the kids can read. And Matthew would come back and tell me, you know, whenever they, the teacher says the kids can take a book, you know, to read that these friends would take out that book, you know, oh, yeah. um, but not, not also necessarily for the kids who are grieving, but also for other kids, because some, someone yeah. might think, no, my child has not lost anyone, but oh. also by giving them the book, um, we're also teaching them to, to, to have empathy and sympathy, you know, yes. um, so that they can feel for others as well, oh. you know, and, That's and, very and, important. And because just Matthew has one of his best friends at, at school. And one day he came home to me and he said he was crying during interval. And it was his friends who comforted him, mm. you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's those kinds of messaging that I think it's important for us to, 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 to um, empower our teachers as well. And yes. give them a that they can use in the classroom as well to mm. use with our kids. Definitely. I love this. I really, really love this because I think it's so important what you're talking about. I, I mean, I keep using that word throughout the interview, but it, this, this, is, this is incredible because it's not just about, it's not like you said, it's not just about, you know, you are telling the story and giving children who are experiencing grief, you know, kind of an awareness and, and a voice as well into their own reality and feelings. But again, teaching that empathy, teaching that sympathy, from other children and, you know, children being able to comfort one another, friends being able to comfort one another from a young age, that is very, very powerful. And those are tools that they will have for when they get older and begin to experience their own realities and become adults. And I think that this is so powerful. Do you have plans to do more, distribute more books? Is that something that you want to keep going? But do you feel that's something that God wants you to do to get it more into more schools and, and just maybe connect even with homeschooling people? Yeah, no, absolutely. The intention definitely is to make the book available for free to schools across South Africa. We've started mm -hmm. small. Bible says, do not despise the days of uh, small yes. beginnings. So we're yes. definitely 
starting out small with 3,000 copies that we printed in August. And, um, and I'm very excited because we're now um, busy with our Afrikaans version of oh. the book. So uh, we were hoping, you know, to, to launch it by next week, you know, with the first anniversary of my husband's passing. But, you know, it was the holiday period and the mm. printers were closed, etc. But definitely um, by the end of the month, we are getting, you know, we, are, we will be launching the Afrikaans version. So we're printing another 3,000 copies. Mm -hmm. And again, we are going to be donating 1,000 copies. And then what we do with the 2,000 copies, we sell those copies to be able to cover the print bill and, yeah. then, and then also save up money for the next printing, you know? So it's, mm -hmm. it's that sort of dual purpose. But definitely for every 3,000 copies we are going to print, you know, we will definitely donate a thousand copies. And again, we will be targeting schools. And um, what we also want to do is to actually translate it into all the South African languages. Wow. I want people in, either in the Eastern Cape, or all in Popo, or in Mpumalanga, I want our kids to be able to read this book and, and have access to it in our schools for free in their home language, you know, mm, because that yes. is important for development, you know. Mm. So, so, so we're starting out small, and and as funds become available, you know, we are doing it little by little, you know, mm, yes. line upon line, you know. Um, we will we will conquer it, but we're starting out small. Mm. And and it isn't actually small because printing three thousand books is a lot of books. <laughs> you know, you know I, yeah. yes, in yes. my mind because I come from a magazine background i'm oh, used yes. to printing 10,000 copies 15,000 copies 20,000 copies so when 3,000 if i when people tell me it you know 3,000 is actually not small uh, <laughs> then I, I i give god glory for that one <laughs> yes you know definitely if, if if you know you come from a magazine background you guys are used to dealing with big numbers it's incredible though because when people, you know, uh, print books or they, they publish books, you know, underneath their own media brand, you know, they usually print a, a, quite a small number, you know. So because you, you're just kind of thinking, how's this going to work and is it going to sell or what are we going to do with all these books? And it's, it's so incredible. I really just want to say, Alicia, thank you so much, firstly, for sharing your journey, for sharing your story. We're talking about, you know, the loss of, of your partner, your husband your loved one your you know I mean losing losing a spouse is like when I was studying psychology they always say that one of the most traumatic events that happens in life is losing a spouse or losing a parent and there's nothing that compares to that and I want to say and just really honor you for firstly sharing your journey with us today on the show but also for just just your heart you know and just this I miss daddy is powerful it is such a powerful book it is such a powerful tool not only you know for children like you said that are in this process and for us to become aware of children's grief but also just to give children that language and experience and also empower teachers to understand which is a big deal and also teaching that empathy and also donating books which is so powerful because it's part of what's been on your heart and the heart of your family and this is very very incredible to me and I just really praise God for that and want to say thank 
you for everything that you're doing. And I pray that these books can be translated into all these different languages and that we will see them just consistently touching and blessing lives for so many years to come. And so I really want to say thank you so much for being there and for sharing your story with us today. It's been really, really such a blessing. Thank you so much, Lauren. It's It's been an honor also to chat also to our faith community because you know it's the prayers of 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 you know believers that have really held um upheld my family during this time mm-hmm. and and so it has really been an honor to chat to you and and and, and the community um that that you have as well thank you so much and you know before we go and before i have to let you go i just want to know if anybody is maybe sitting there right now they maybe have a small educator they maybe have a school they maybe just want to grab a book for their own family can they do that how do they get in touch with you so they um, are welcome to send an email to alicia which is a l i c i a at oliveexchange.co.za. Um, we also have a Facebook page called I Miss Daddy, and um, they can also send a message to our company's Facebook page called The Olive Exchange. They can just search for us on Facebook, and um, they can purchase the book directly from us. It's 55 rand mm-hmm. a copy, so they're more than welcome to um, to get in touch with me, and I will, I will, I will respond to to the requests. Um, we're also hoping to get it into bookstores um, in the next few months. So we're really talking to some people about that, so that people can, you know, access it widely. Um, and then there's also some, you know, plans to get get the electronic version up on on Amazon and and so mm. on. Um, but people are more than welcome to get in touch and email me. Awesome. That's alicia at oliveexchange.co.za. If you want to grab a copy of this incredible book, please send her an email and get in touch, maybe even for your educator or for your school, for your school library, or even just for your family or someone that you know in your faith community that, that you want to bless with this book, get in touch. Alicia, again, thank you so much for being here and God bless you and take care. Thanks, Lauren. You have all the details that you need to get a copy of this book, I Miss Daddy by Alicia English and her son, Matthew. I think that it's been such an inspiring conversation for me today. There's so much that I've taken away, so much that I feel that I'm sitting with right now. You know, even though my story may not be the same as Alicia's and maybe your story isn't the same as hers, all of our stories are different and each of our journeys are unique. And yet there are so many similar things that we experience, so many realities. I know today maybe you've been sitting there and you are maybe dealing with a different kind of grief. We know that the loss of dreams is grief. We also know that divorce is grief. And we know that how that impacts children so, so, so deeply. You know, this reality of you know broken families and broken relationships or brokenness that is with us in our lives at many different points. I really want to say to you today that... Yahweh, our God that we serve, is this great God of great hope. And He is the one that is going to help you overcome. He's the God of comfort. He's the God of love. And He is the God that brings purpose from the things in our lives when we walk with Him. I'm also encouraged at how Elisha has 
you know, move forward with this incredible book, not only to share this truth with others, but also to donate it to schools. So again, if you want a copy of that book, get in touch. I believe that this is a very, very empowering tool, not only for teachers, but also for parents and also just for everybody else. And sometimes we just need to maybe take this book and you know use it with our children and through it as they page through it they're not just paging through someone else's story they can connect their story to the story that they read on these pages and maybe they begin to talk about their memories of a loved one encourage them have that conversation with your children as you read through a book like this to say hey you know maybe they've lost a granny or they've lost a grandparent someone in their life has passed away and say what do you remember about granny what do you remember about grandpa whatever it may be we can have those sacred conversations with our children and also create safe spaces for them to share their grief in very very healthy ways it's been so good to be with you today here on voice of change i pray that this conversation has been a huge blessing to you so you know what take care be blessed and see you next week this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za